when is it okay to eat the pizza? When is it okay to eat the cookie? What is even balance? Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. It's really not about cheat days or cheat meals or allowing yourself this this one time. You know those times where you're tempted by something like there is a piece of bread on the dinner table and you're like, okay, if I eat this, then have I broken my diet? Have I broken this clean eating? And you're just kind of in anguish going back and forth and waffling in your head about it. And then you have it and then you feel bad. I'm going to tell you a way to look at food so you're not thinking so much about it. And maybe in the beginning, it takes a little bit of practice. So bear with me. I want you to imagine a Venn diagram. So the first bubble is the health bubble. You know, the things that we know are healthy. We know that veggies are healthy. We know that movement is healthy. We know that certain things are without a doubt, probably good for us. Great. Fantastic. Now in that health bubble, I want you to think about this in terms of investments. So if you are someone who is investing your money, index funds, retirement funds, crypto, stocks, whatever it may be, we all know that there are safer stocks, right? Safer funds. So index funds, the S&P 500. We will likely put more of our money in those baskets because yeah, they're going to probably return 6 to 8% every year. It's pretty safe. And so we'll put more of our eggs in that basket. Now, in terms of food, that's kind of like your veggies, movement, all the things that you can't argue are good for you. Yeah, eat more veggies, move more, sleep more, drink more water. Great. Now, the things that are a little bit more controversial, maybe it's the dairy or the sugar or the gluten. There's just been so much back and forth um, in the research and how people approach it over the years that those, in my eyes, are your individual stocks, your cryptocurrency. You wouldn't really put all of your eggs in crypto at this moment, right? It's so volatile. So maybe it's sugar. You you don't have it every day, but you know you put some of your eggs in that basket and you diversify. Um, and maybe with gluten or butter or all of those things, you just diversify. You don't eat eggs every single day. You don't eat sugar every single day. Some days you have an egg. Some days you have oatmeal. Some days you have a piece of sugar. Some days you have fruit. In all of those more controversial food groups, you just diversify. Diversify and keep it in moderation. So taking a step back, that's the health bubble. Now I want you to imagine a second bubble, which is the happiness bubble. And to me, that's the emotions bubble, right? We all have emotions and emotions when they come up are really a signal to you that, hey, we have a need, we have an emotion. Can we can we do something about it, right? If you're sad and your body is feeling that sadness, okay, what do you need to feel less sad? What do you feel to what do you need to feel joy? Or if you're feeling stressed, right? That's a good signal to you that okay, I need to address this stress. Do I need to take action? Do I need a breather? Do I need to take a shower and clear my thoughts? What do I need? So emotions just give you a clue as to what you need. And sometimes we eat out of comfort, and that's okay, you know. That's one way our body is trying to soothe ourselves. From time to time, that's just kind of what we need and it's okay. But if you're noticing that 
you are actually feeling unwell from all of this soothing and self-soothing with food, then we can take a step back. So it, it's only appropriate when you feel better, but once it's no longer serving you, then we can take a step back and reassess. So with the emotions, I also like to put in the analogy of your best friend on your birthday, baking you a special birthday cake. That's your absolute favorite. Your friend spent three hours in the kitchen slaving away, whisking the eggs, doing all the things, buying you the ingredients. And if you, for example, on that day, you're like, no, I'm trying to be really healthy and not eat sugar. If you say no to that cake, you might feel really bad. You might feel like you're a jerk for saying no to your best friend's effort. (laughs) You might have missed out on a really special moment to share with your friends and your best friend. In that moment, I would argue the better option would be for you to take a few bites of the cake, really enjoy it and celebrate your friend for celebrating you. And so that's a happiness bubble. And then finally is the physical sensation bubble. Now, this is the bubble that's very subjective to you and your body because your body is giving you signals all day. It's telling you when it's thirsty, when it needs a nap, when it's hungry. Those are your very subjective physical signals. And sometimes, let's just say, for example, you've had four salads in a row and it's winter and you're like, oh my God, my body just craves something warm and heavy and filling. I cannot stomach another salad. In that situation, I would say go for the heavy meal, go for the Korean barbecue, go for the steak, go for the hearty soup, go for a stew, go for something heavy. That would be a better fit for your body. On the flip side, if you have been celebrating with your friends all week, you're eating out, making new memories, drinking, eating, dessert all day, every day for the full week, and your body is feeling heavy and sluggish, and Maybe in those moments, you need to take a step back and be like, okay, my body actually craves a vegetable. Let me give it a vegetable. (laughs) And so when you put all three bubbles, the health bubble, the happiness emotion bubble, and then your physical sensation bubble together, when those three pieces come together, that middle part where they all overlap in that Venn diagram is your sweet spot. And every single day, we're kind of trying to recalibrate back to that center region. For example, maybe certain seasons of your life, you've been really restrictive. You've been dieting. You've been doing all the things. And you were being really robotic about it. I would argue in those situations, you were over-indexing on the health bubble. Like all you were eating were salads and nuts and water and tea. And you, you were just kind of being robotic. I would say we are not robots. We're humans for a reason. We have emotions. That's what distinguishes us from robots. So in that season of your life where you were super restrictive, I would argue that you're being a little bit too robotic and you were disconnecting from your physical sensations as well as from your emotions. So what to do then is to kind of recenter, right? Get in touch with your emotions, get in touch with what your body really needs and get back to that middle sweet spot. And I'm sure there's been seasons of your life where you've been, you know, maybe on the other end where all of the emotions came flooding back and you were always kind of using food as your crutch or food as a soothing mechanism and it felt uncomfortable. You know, in the beginning, the the comfort of food might have felt like a warm hug until the hug became so tight that you felt constricted and couldn't breathe and it was uncomfortable. So in that season of your life, you probably notice that you were overdoing it more often than not, and you were not feeling comfortable in your body. In which case, 
I would probably encourage you to check in on your physical sensations. Did you feel too full and sluggish on a regular basis? Was that serving you? How did you feel? What was the impact of that? And how can you recenter yourself towards, you know, better physical sensations and maybe indexing on the health bubble a little bit more? And then sometimes we can try and be too perfect with our physical sensations, right? Like, oh my God, my body is hungry at this time. I have to eat at 6 p.m. on the dot. Or like, I'm full exactly at this point in the meal. I have to stop. Or like, I have to do this. I have to do that. Sometimes we try and be too perfect with reading our physical sensations. And honestly, that gets really tiring. (laughs) Because yeah, we're going to eat when we're not hungry sometimes. We're going to finish a meal when we're a little bit too full. And honestly, that's the beauty of being human. It's a little messy. It's not perfect perfect. We're not robots. And again, there's no perfect with this. Every day we're fluctuating, right? Between different bubbles. And for the most part, every day you're just kind of checking in. You know, how am I feeling emotion wise? How am I feeling physical sensation wise? What do I need to feel X, Y, and Z? And you just go with it. And then over the course of a day, on average, you probably, you know, maneuver here and there, but you mostly feel good. If over the course of the day, you're mostly feeling light and energized and strong and all of those things, those feelings are what matters and those feelings help you feel good during the day. And I like to think of it on a spectrum. You know, some people like to feel super light on their feet all day long, and that's just kind of their disposition. And so they just tend towards the lighter foods because they they genuinely enjoy feeling that way. Some people like a little bit more substance in their meals. They like to feel that sturdiness a little bit more, and that's totally fine too. So whatever it is that you're most comfortable with, those are the feelings to go for and to shoot for. By looking at it this way, it naturally builds in flexibility, right? This Venn diagram where you're just kind of shooting for a comfortable feeling most of the day because what ends up happening with cheat days and cheat meals is we tend to go overboard. We save all of our favorite foods for that day or that meal and then naturally we kind of overshoot. And I would argue before a cheat day happens, you are totally disconnecting from your physical sensations or even, you know, what you want and you're saving it up for that one day. And on that day, by the end of it, you're probably feeling miserable because you're overly full and you're uncomfortable. So it really is not necessarily the most pleasant, you know, either end of that spectrum before and after you're not feeling at your best. So why can't you just feel more comfortable all throughout the day, all throughout the week and not just save it up for cheat days or cheat meals? And same thing with vacation. I had this issue and you guys might remember I went to Greece back in October and I had saved up all of my PTO days for the past two years. I literally did not take one day off. I didn't travel. I didn't do anything fun. I was like, I will only save this up for an international trip. And I did. And I was like, why did I feel like I could only have fun and have to save it up only for this one period of time when I could have just sprinkled in fun trips all throughout my two years during COVID? That would have probably been much more enjoyable than me just feeling burnt out by the end of two years of no PTO and then finally allowing myself to go on vacation. No, absolutely not. You guys, you totally deserve to sprinkle in fun, excitement, joy throughout your week, whether it's hanging out with friends, going out on a hike, 
eating the food that you want to eat. The more we sprinkle in fun and excitement and a variety throughout the week, the less you'll go all out on weekends. If you've been having fun all week, hanging out with girlfriends, going out for drinks on a random Wednesday, by the weekend, you know, you might do something fun too, but you don't feel the need to like go all out and like go on this big trip or be super exhausted by the end of the trip after the weekend where you're like, oh, I can't do the weekday work grind anymore. So it's all about avoiding the extremes and just sprinkling in more fun in between. And I promise you, you'll probably have more fun and you'll have a more enjoyable time and life will be just a little bit more fun throughout the day, throughout the week. And why can't we have fun every day of the week? With that, I wanted to share with you a review that I saw on the podcast the other day and it really lit me up. I am so grateful that you guys even think to leave a review. It just makes me so, so, so happy. Just so overjoyed. And so Mio Sotim said that the podcast is healing. I'm currently in the recovery phase with my disordered eating, and this has been one of my favorite tools to assist me in my journey. Thank you so much, Elise, for starting this podcast and sharing your experiences. You are helping me in ways you will never know. Uh, that really made my day when I read it. It lights me up and this is why I do what I do. I make it for you guys who are really going through it because I've been there. And thank you again for taking the time out of your day to leave that review. You're the best and I will see you all next week.